<laughs> Hello and welcome to the Veterinary Journal Club podcast. Um, we are going to talk today about some fluid therapy stuff, um, specifically uh, synthetic colloids. Um, this, I get questions quite a lot um, on clinics or in the classroom about um, colloids and aren't they great for all these different things? And That's what I think all the time. Right. Aren't colloids great? Yeah, of course. Um, but I, yeah, I was like, you know what? There's, there's a side to this story that we don't really talk about much, uh, at least in veterinary medicine. I don't know in human medicine if this, this is like um, one of those big scandals that people talk about. Yeah, there's a scandal. This is going to be a scandal show. Um, it's not really scandalous anymore because it's old. But um, so just briefly talking about the difference between crystalloids and colloids. So crystalloids are like salt water. That's what crystalloids are. It's water with electrolytes. And then colloids, what? Like Pedialyte. Sure. Yeah. That's a crystalloid. Don't give it intravenously, but yeah. Yeah. Gatorade is a crystalloid. Um, but colloids have, it's water with molecules in them that are larger. And um, a lot of the synthetic ones are, are starches of some kind. Um, Isn't a colloid a gel? Sometimes. That, that I can remember from chemistry. Sometimes. I don't, I don't know what the official like definition of the word is. I guess we should look that up. But when we're talking about um, colloid like fluids, it contains um, molecules that are larger and exert greater osmotic force, essentially. So um, they're going to hold on to water a little bit more. And in theory, we would use those um, to keep more water, more plasma in the intravascular space because it's pretty well established and known and, you know, that crystalloids will redistribute from the intravascular space to the interstitial space, like pretty rapidly within about like 15 to 30 minutes. And we take advantage of that. That's a wonderful thing. If you want to rehydrate a patient and have the fluid go into the interstitial space, that's what we want it to do. But when we're trying to resuscitate a patient that has low blood volume, we, we don't love that aspect of it as much. Um, and so people are like, hey, maybe we can, you know, develop things that will stay in the bloodstream. Did you find something? Yeah, essentially a colloid is not a crystallized thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a <laughs> mixture that can't um, be separated by normal centrifuge or just time. Oh, that's interesting. So that's what makes it a colloid. The fact that it won't settle. Interesting. So if you were to spin it down, you'd have to yeah, do but, like special stuff. Like crystalloids don't. I don't know. They don't necessarily settle either. It's yeah. also weird. It's like, oh, okay. well, it's it's one of those, but it's not a crystal. Oh, okay. It's so they're the same thing, but one of them isn't a crystalloid, right? <laughs> okay. I think my definition was better than Google's. It said other stuff. It said oh, okay. it, it said it was. Um, it included gels. Yeah, souls. So it's included them. Souls? souls. It's getting like deep, like the sun. Oh, but what? not capitalized. <laughs> and emulsions. It says the particles do not settle and -hmm. cannot be separated out by ordinary filtering or centrifuging like those in a suspension. Okay. All right. At any rate. And then the the first part of the definition is kind of what you said. Sorry. Ah. I tried to do a sound effect, but I didn't have my I, tr- <laughs> I tried to separate out some, some of my, I don't know, particles through sneezing. Oh, wrong one. You got to get... Oh. Uh-huh. That would have been better if you'd got it on the first try. Ba-dum-bum. It's the one I thought it was. Yeah, but... That's oh, that was the wrong one again. <laughs> nope. Nope. There it is. You're bad at this. 
we haven't played with the sound effects enough lately. Oh, okay. Well, the audience. I think you've got like six episodes worth of playing with it in now. Okay, so this is serious stuff. I told you this. There were scandals. 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 Yeah, scientific scandals. Really, there are though. Okay, so colloids. In theory, that sounds great, right? I'm going to give a fluid, and it's going to stay in the bloodstream longer and exert its effect and hold water and other um other particles, plasma in the bloodstream where I want it to keep blood pressure good. Because there are larger particles that don't easily pass across the blood vessel wall, okay. essentially. That's the, main, that's the main thing. There's a few other properties. That so they don't leak out in. as easily. Yes, exactly. Um, we don't say leak. We say redistribute. But yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. <clears throat> no, that's what it is. That's exactly right. So um, so you say, well, hey, uh, then why would you not just use colloids so that everything stays in the bloodstream longer? And for a long time, people were like, yeah, let's use these. These are better. Um, all these leaky crystalloids just like going right back into the interstitium. And, um, and so there's some synthetic colloids out there like Heta starch and dextrans that were developed and, um, and promoted and, and were like all the rage for a very long time. But then I think I can see where this is going. You can see where this is going. Yeah. Oh, well, where's it going? I'm curious to know where you think it's going. All right. So the crystalloids leak out. You only need the stuff for emergencies, right? Like Which what's the giving the fluid or well we give fluids blood. in all sorts of situations but yeah but yeah the colloids would be like yes an emergency you don't situation I want to need this stuff no like you're gonna make your own in your body yes so the crystalloids leak out it's like oh no they leaked out but they leaked out and they're not there anymore they go into interstitial and probably your immune system cleans them up the only thing in crystalloids you're giving is it's salt water it's yeah. literally water and then sodium and chlorine so it goes away so it's like, well yeah. Sure. And then uh, I can see this Doesn't stuff. Really it away. stays in your bloodstream and just like clumps up. Oh, that's a good theory. Right? That's not what happens. Oh. That's not the problem. Your body processes stuff. No, here's where the scandal is. No, this is a way better scandal than you were thinking. This is an actual scandal. Okay. So um I'd have to look back at the dates, but like uh, last April. twenty years ago. No, it's been it's been a long time. This is an old scandal. Oh, April twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah. Once upon a time. No. Um so there were a lot of studies out there um, saying like, hey, these colloids are working pretty well. They're better than crystalloids and this is wonderful. And um, But then, then there were some newer studies coming out saying, well, we're not, we're not actually getting the same results um, as, as we've been seeing in all these other studies. And then we're looking back and like, you know, all these studies are mostly involving this one dude, this one dude who's been like the big proponent of synthetic colloids for a long time. That's how you make your career. It is you, one way to do you it. You specify. It's all, yeah, you get a very, you become you very become narrowly, expert. yeah. He's the expert in colloids. Nope. <laughs> He's the expert in fraud. So, um, there have been over 100 scientific papers that have been um, retracted because this guy lied. He basically falsified tons of data and people started looking into this and saying, we're not getting the same results. And if we, if we do like a meta-analysis, so we take all of the studies that were on this, in this field of comparing crystalloids and colloids, and then we look at the overall results and we get one thing. But then if we say every one of these studies that has this guy's name on it, if we make that one group of studies and all the rest, everyone that doesn't have this guy's name on it, which is why a bunch of different people, we have two different sets of results. So if you remove one person and all of his research from this, you get one set of results and you add his back in and you say, wait a minute. Um, 
And so people started investigating and then they went back and they, um, they said, Hey, they, they go to like the universities where the guy had been and been like, can you go back and like find medical records oh, and so actually in different universities? Yeah. Different places, a couple of, you know, different places and worked with different people and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So he lied about a lot of stuff and, uh, basically said these synthetic colloids did things that they didn't actually do. Um, and yeah, I think to date it's been about like a hundred and a hundred or so scientific papers that have been retracted from like major, major, uh, journals like new England journal of medicine and, and huge stuff. Like this was, he was a really influential dude. Um, yeah, easy, German yeah. anesthesiologist. When you make Bolt. up your stuff. Yeah. It's really easy to have. Yeah. Like really nice, pretty results and things like that. So yeah, he's a, he's a big old liar. Um, and so then, now just because this guy lied doesn't necessarily mean that colloids in and of themselves are bad, right? right? But people have to go back and say, well, now we have to reanalyze this. We essentially have to redo a bunch of these studies that we've been, you know, kind of referring back to and basing a lot of uh, other knowledge on based on certain assumptions we made because this has been demonstrated and people are were trusting. Why did people, why did you want colloids to begin with? Because... Uh, I don't want, so if I have a patient who is hypovolemic and they're in shock, right? Because they've lost blood or they're severely dehydrated to the point that they don't have enough blood volume. Mm -hmm. And when I say blood, I'm talking about the entire parts of blood. So the red blood cells, um, so the cellular component, as well as the plasma, which is mostly the water component, but it also has proteins and electrolytes and things like that. And if I give crystalloids, as we said before, they, you give them into the, the bloodstream, but they leak out pretty quickly. And so in certain conditions, that's not what we want. I need more of it to stay in the blood. So it'll help really, it's, this is really great. The crystalloids really helped. But then, you know, 30 minutes or an hour later, we're back to where we were before because maybe the fluids are still, we're still being lost. That was the thought process, right? Like if I can give something that will stay in the bloodstream longer, surely that's better. And, and it turns out it was probably not... Mm -hmm. <laughs> at least not with synthetic colloids. So um, basically people went back and said, we have to reanalyze all of this information. We have to ask all these questions again. And when they started putting things together, it turns out um, that because this guy was a big old liar, that um, the conclusions that were drawn from his studies were just frankly not true. Um, and when you look at large scale studies or meta-analyses, so thousands and thousands of human I've patients. I've heard about meta-analyses on Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, he is very the, skeptical of meta-analysis, and that's who he also I get doesn't my scientific know what meta-analysis is. <laughs> oh, okay, good. So, um, yeah, I, cool. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> um, at any rate, I mean, we're taking lots and lots of data points, new studies, um, looking at older studies, and and reevaluating them in a new light. And it turns out that uh, colloids are at best not better than crystalloids like they would perform equally well and at worst are harmful compared to crystalloids so um they can have the synthetic colloids when i say that specifically i'm talking about the synthetic ones so um not natural colloids like plasma plasma uh, human plasma or you know uh, dog plasma whatever whatever species you're talking about is also a colloid because it's got proteins like albumin that we make and that would help keep the water component. That's naturally how the water stays in your blood is through things like al albumin. But at any rate, um, 
large, large studies in people. And, and there's a few um, big picture things that um, these synthetic colloids do. Uh, one thing is that they can affect hemostasis. Well, you know, that hurts my feelings. Um, so we can have um, alterations in blood clotting and uh, platelet function, things like that. But even more important and probably the bigger issue is that um, the synthetic colloids can cause kidney damage. And so when they look, when they review these studies, large um, studies of people, people who, who got colloids instead of crystalloids had a, a significantly higher risk of um, kidney injury and needing uh, dialysis, essentially. So some type of extracorporeal therapy. And that's a big deal. <laughs> that's a huge deal. Um, increased risk of death in a number of studies. And Is it just uh, like the specific synthetic colloids that they used or is there no good synthetic colloids? So people have tried to develop different ones that um, they, they change the, the, I guess it, the degree the of substitution and things that like that. it's in there for a long time or it hard um, to get out or is it just the specific molecules that they're using? Yes and no. Uh, there, so there does seem to be a consistency amongst a lot of the different synthetic molecules because they, they, there's different uh, molecular weights and then what they call degrees of substitution on the starches um, based on... And are, are they like hydrocarbons? like Probably. Long chain hydrocarbons? Yeah, yes, yes. Um, and so it's just kind of like, okay, where, where's the carbon... Where is that? Where yeah. did you substitute that? We'll get a slightly different one, and and that there that has makes been because that is very different than yeah, like a salt. Yeah, absolutely, super duper different as it turns out. And they will. It seems like they'll sort of accumulate in the tubules of your kidneys, and yeah, it, they're not good. Yeah, and it seems like your immune system would kind of react to something like yeah, that, that a little more than a salt. Yeah, they they do. You can get um, allergic reactions reported, but those are actually not very common. And the thing is, it's not like you're going to give this colloid and like, poof, your patient's going to suddenly just crash. That's not what happens. We're talking about small, subtle changes that c- accumulate over time, and essentially, um, they're not they're not worth it. They're not worth the risk. So they cost more. They're more expensive. Um, I don't. Maybe they're not anymore because nobody's using them. <laughs> You can probably get some for free. But um, so they've been banned in the European Union. Like you, you can't use them in a patient unless you're talking about like in a study. Like you just, you're not allowed to use them. Um, that uh, The United States hasn't quite got to that point where they would say, okay, we're going to say this isn't, you're not allowed to use it. It's got a black box label. Um, but we're, we're back at the point where you'd have to convince me, you'd have to demonstrate for me that this is superior to a crystalloid, which is, you know, cheaper and doesn't seem to cause kidney damage and there's no like shelf life issue for any of them because it no. doesn't seem like a crystalloid no it's salt water yeah it's fine um and they're they're relatively cheap so like in veterinary medicine there have been a number of studies that have come out in recent years where they're like oh look we compared it in like six dogs in this group and six dogs in that group we didn't see any difference and it's like yeah those six dogs nobody's saying that they're well, gonna like drop dead after study, this probably yeah you have to and, exactly like a couple yeah of years. so nobody's saying like you give this to a patient it's going to drop dead. That's not what anyone is claiming. But they're saying is it's not worth the risk. You have to prove to me your thing is more expensive and there's been it's been shown in people that it's harmful. So you're going to have to prove to me that I should use that because the evidence that's available to me right now suggests that I should not use it. And I haven't used one in a long time. Like I have not been like, you know what I think I need I need a synthetic collar. Don't use it. I not I, I don't plan to. Um, if I feel like I need a colloid, I'm going to use a natural colloid like plasma or blood. So, um, there's all this theoretical 
benefit. Um, and so, and then, so, I mean, it was believable. So this guy lied about a bunch of stuff and it was believable because you're like, oh yeah, that makes theoretical sense. Yeah, but we're the like, we're just going to ignore this. really good because you, when you make botched. them up, they do. Um, if only I'd thought of that a long time ago, I could have had so many more publications by now. Um, it turns out when you make up your data, it's really easy to get your stuff published because people are just naturally trusting like the, the yeah. I mean, there's, if you're an expert and you're yeah. submitting a paper. Yeah. The assumption trust. is that, yeah, you have some degree of ethics and integrity. <laughs> there was one good one when I was an undergrad. Or one of our professors told us about. Yeah. Uh, it was for physics. A paper was submitted and it had a scatter plot, which is just a bunch of dots. And yeah. Blah, scattered. Blah, blah. Yeah, scattered about. <laughs> um, and there, it was obviously like someone had taken like a bitmap picture of a dot and put it there because you could see where... Like oh, the yeah. white box around yeah, that dot was about. blocking a little bit of another yeah, dot. They didn't do a very good job photoshopping yeah. it. And, um, well, this was before Photoshop. Sure, but still. Um, yeah, they probably just used Microsoft Art. <laughs> paint. Or Paint, yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> um, and so he's like, he's like, I read this paper and then I got to this chart. I was like, uh, this has been faked or whatever. And yeah. he was reviewing it. So he like, Oh, so it never actually made it to like, publication. Yeah. yeah good and catch. then, um, he was reviewing an, another article later and it had the same scatter plot. Oh the no, they thing. tried to submit it to a different journal. <laughs> yeah, they got and the so, same and, reviewer. And, and that's what happens. Like, oh man. Because there's it, only so many people that who are, are the, the expert, expert in, in this. Fields. Yeah, it's, that's, it's, it's incredible how that will happen. But the other, the flip side of that is um, you, you can have the, the opposite where, especially if it's not blinded review, um, which some journals don't, th- there's pros and cons to this, right? Like if you don't know who the authors are um, and the authors don't know who you are, then, you know, is that, that's not in theory, not going to bias or influence them in some way. But if you knew who the author was, it was like, oh, this is, this is Dr. Bolt, man. Yeah. He's like the, he knows more than I do about colloids. So yeah, just stamp of approval, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it, this was, this was kind of a big scandal in the medical world. And, and it was like calls into question, like, Hey, maybe our review process and how we're getting things published. We, we need to, this happens all the time in, in, you know, healthcare where it's like, Oh, we have to review what we're doing. Cause we're getting all these people through. Yeah. I, can, and would that's you why believe- it's important to do the same study over and over Yes. Again. That's why science is so important as you've repeated it. And uh-huh, you have even to. though it's hard to publish a study that's I already know, been. I know. Tough. One day it'll be easier. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to fix that. But at any rate, that's a different, that's a different podcast. Um, but yeah, repeat other people's work. Like that's one of the most important things you can do. Uh, and it needs to be different people. <laughs> like it can't be the same person doing the same experiment over and over again. Like you need, because even if you're doing everything ethically and honestly, there might be something that you are doing that you're not even aware of is yeah. influencing those results. Like I need somebody somewhere else um, to look at what I've done and then say, okay, I'm going to try to replicate that. And if they're not getting the same results, then we have to say, okay, what are we missing here? One of you is lying funny in your hood. or it could just be that, yeah, you didn't realize that every time you were pipetting this, you were accidentally overdoing it because, you know, you didn't have your glasses, you know, your prescription has been out of date. And so you've been doubling, I don't know, all sorts of weird things. Work. Yeah. You have like this weird pipette that hasn't been calibrated properly. I, who knows? But like, you have to repeat the science that's that is like one of the most important parts of good science um and also that's how you catch liars okay so this guy like 100 papers retracted which is pretty impressive and i was just um i was reading about this the other day that is the second most (laughs) articles that have been retracted by a single person 
ridiculous, right? That that's not even the worst in recent history. Um, there was, and and this is just coincidence, but another anesthesiologist. So Dr. Bolt was an anesthesiologist. Another anesthesiologist had like two hundred papers retracted. Another. This was a more recent scandal, is in like the two thousands. I don't know what it is about anesthesiologists, or maybe. Their bosses are like, you must publish all the things. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so um, another another anesthesiologist had some 200 of his papers retracted. I just learned what that did he do? Um, his was uh, didn't affect me quite as much. But his thing was about um, nausea after anesthesia and delacitron, which is um, I, I've never used delacitron, but on dancitron is, is Zofran. I don't know if you've heard of Zofran. On dancitron? Yeah. Is that what it was called? On Dancitron. That's probably like the coolest Transformer ever. Okay, so funny story about that. When I was a resident, one of our interns dressed up as on Dancitron for Halloween and yeah. was like a Transformer. That was his costume. It was super nerdy, but pretty funny. Yeah. At any rate, yeah. That, so Delacitron, it's a whole family of so Transformers. Not as cool of a Transformer. No, but it's still a whole part of the, the Transformer family, um, which is also uh, anti-nausea. So um, at any rate. Transformers, nausea in disguise. <laughs> Uh, nope wrong button again no that was the right one <laughs> no i don't think it was um at any rate so he was trying to be like yeah this drug is the greatest thing ever and um it really helps with um post-anesthetic nausea and yada yada and yet they were finding that um when he did the studies he got um much better results i think it was when they were comparing the, a low dose of delacitron and a high dose of delacitron and he was getting different results and other people were like we weren't getting the same kind of thing and then it was like there, there's this did like, he also have stock in delacitron i have no idea probably not honestly like for some people like just publishing is what you need to get your prestige and your air yeah. raises and you're, you're like look at i published 600 papers in one year and people are like yeah you did and nobody thought like that's a lot um but yeah people started saying you have more um, patients in your clinical trials than you see patients in a year. Like people started looking at like these numbers don't match up. And then he was getting, he, this guy wasn't, um, I think he just wasn't as good at fraud. I don't know. And he was published. He was really, no, you're right. He was the best. He's well, the best known fraud. That's a good point too. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Best known. Got caught though. I don't know. At any rate, there is um, a group called, retraction watcher or like there's some people that were like you know what we need to like just watch this because these papers get retracted and nobody knows about it like we don't it, there's not a lot of fanfare it's not like a journal is going to be like hey guys we screwed up again just wanted to let everybody know i mean they put a little thing out there but there's not it's not a big thing yeah it's like newspaper retractions it's yeah on, they're like at it's the not end, on the first it's, page no, it's, just like, it's by not the on way, the last page it's, like it's on there. like they have a study about when you get bored and you stop reading. Yeah, that's, where, that's where they put it. They're just like this tiny little thing. And like, by the way, we kind of sort of was a bit of a little bit. We're sorry. Love you. Um, so this group, they were like, yeah, we thought we'd start this. And we weren't sure we were going to have enough, uh, like, you know, material to include. Oh, no, there's lots. Yeah, there's like, I think they're up to like some 40,000 retracted um, journal articles. I think just in healthcare which is sort of terrifying. Now, not all of them are likely to be retracted because somebody lied. Yeah, and they're not all major lied. papers. No, most of them aren't. Um, and they're probably in like some, you know, weird journal that people aren't reading. But still, still. Yeah. Well, um, think about how many doctors graduate every year and how like, all three? of them probably have to have. Three? Is it three? All of them have to have <laughs> a paper. So that alone. 
Yeah. Well, and we're talking worldwide too. Right. Um, but at any rate, so I think retraction watcher, I think is what it is called. So you should check that out. But if you are thinking about, um, or you were taught or you were heard about like synthetic colloids, or you saw them being used. I would suggest that you dig in a little bit. You can Wikipedia, Dr. Bolt, B-O-L-D-T. I don't know how to pronounce this for it. It looks like Joachim. J-O-A-C-H-I-M. I don't speak German. I don't know. But he's German and so you'll find it. If you do colloid scandal retraction, you'll find it. Um, I think I know what it'll say if you do colloid scandal. Colloid scandal? What yeah. will it say? It'll say nerd. <laughs> That's okay, man. You'll be in good company with me. At any rate, I think it is an important crazy thing to know like the biggest scandal that people know about is the um what's what, what's the guy's name you know we don't even need to say his name the the guy who said vaccines cause autism like that's the one that people know about yeah but he only had like a couple things retracted like he's he's not in the the big leagues when it comes to fraudulent medical journal yeah, there's a big one there's the it was, it was the chronic fatigue syndrome one there was oh, someone i don't know that one posted um a bunch of papers and then they had made up their stats. Yeah. I think they were at, um, where were they? Some Nevada school. Okay. UNLV. Maybe. I don't think it was UNLV. That's what I was thinking, but university of Reno. I don't know. At any rate, I mean, it, it's out there and a few of them make um, headlines and some of them make headlines in like the general public, like the autism and, and vaccines one, which is bogus too, obviously. Um, but a lot of them don't because the average person is like, colloids, what, huh? what, don't care. Um, and so that doesn't make it. And so then you guys don't hear about it. And it's a weird thing to fit into the curriculum because it's like, you know, it's a dark spot. We don't want to be like, hey, yeah, we've had some really crummy doctors come through. Don't be that guy. Um, but I do think it's important for people to know about that. And it's hard and to it's teach a good... too. It's like, here, this is wrong. Right. Don't learn this. But like you can still but learn all this stuff other about stuff. colloids. Like the stuff, that, there are facts about colloids. You're like, yeah. these are things and they do stay in the vascular space longer. That has been shown in other studies. The problem is, it doesn't matter. Who cares? The answer is who cares that they stay in there longer? It doesn't actually confer a medical benefit. So, ta-da, that is the end. I don't use colloids. I don't use synthetic colloids. Um, and you're going to have to convince me that I should, because the evidence is suggesting that I shouldn't. The end. So why can't you make, um, a synthetic colloid that has the same stuff as a natural colloid? Um, cause I'm not a liver. Yeah. But why can't you produce like albumin and stuff know. on those lines? You can't grow it. It might be like expensive. It no. might be, I don't, I have no idea. Yeah. You need to start this. I guess yeah. you, maybe if you're an anesthesiologist. So we, so we can become thousandaires? No, just for the betterment of dog kind. But think of all the effort. I'd be putting so much time into that. I wouldn't be saving dogs' lives on a daily basis. Yeah, but you'd save a lot of dogs' maybe, lives down the line. Maybe Big what should picture. happen is you should work on this. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know why we can't, um, in a lab, make or grow albumin. But it doesn't seem. It seems like somebody would have come up with it. We can we can collect it and have like, um, um, so there is like transfusion products where you. So can what collect is just, albumin? Like molecule wise, is it? Oh, you me draw it for you. No, just like what's it got in it? <laughs> it's a protein, so it's going to have some nitrogen. Okay, so it's that. that it's makes, a protein. Yeah, proteins yeah. are tough because they yeah. fold weird. Yeah, they have that's to why fold we exactly need so. Um, quantum computing, because then we'd be able to figure out. Well, maybe that's what you could work on then. Yeah. Make us dozens of dollars. I only do special case three-body problems. Right. At any rate, so 
learn how to make a protein without your liver. Yeah. And that'd be cool. But until then, just use salt water. Salt water. Yay. All right. So that's the, that's the, the story. That's it. That's the deal. That's why I don't use colloids. Now you guys know. Look it up yourselves. Decide for yourselves. That's all fine. Um, unless you move to somewhere in Europe and then you can't decide for yourself because it's not available to you. Um, but I don't use synthetic colloids. Most of my... Um, colleagues don't either i don't we just don't use them there's not a need Col- uh, crystalloids are good plasma is good we have enough out there for now until topher learns how to fold proteins get on it baby <laughs> yeah. all right thanks for joining us we will catch you next time bye